Hi, Ma. Hi, honey. What's up? I just called you with some good news. Okay, I could use some. The federal government is going to give you an 8.7% cost of living increase for your Social Security. So I thought that'd make you happy. Could make me a damn bit happy. What? I said it doesn't make me a damn bit happy. It's free money, Ma. What are you talking about? You're a pensioner, you know, struggling. Absolutely obscene. And what the hell's the matter with people. What are you Every time about? I hear this crap, it reminds me of years ago when, you know, it made news that uh, Castro gave every Cuban a rice cooker. Um, big damn deal. You, you know, the economy is tanking. And, and you, you know, folks like me, we have kids and grandkids. And but what the hell's the matter with these people? If I have that kind of sense, certainly these clowns must have it. So I guess, you know, what, what the hell is a vote worth, right? So you don't want the money? No, I don't want the money. If this is what it takes, I mean, that's it's, it's kind of a loaded question, Charlie. Everybody, you know, stick a, stick a couple hundred bucks in front of them. Most of us take it. At what cost? You know, that, 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 that's just a systemic problem with this shit. At what cost? You know, know. And, and a lot of people think it through. Some don't. It's just, oh, goody, goody, gumdrops. Got a few more bucks. Uh, cut the inflation, cut the shit they're doing. They wouldn't have to issue this. Uh, sorry? Honey, I can't. I, I'm getting a back. What are you doing? Who, me? Yeah, but anyways, it's it just, you know, so they, they push you into a corner. Uh, you know, the basic things that you need are going through the roof. And isn't it sweet? These clowns are going to uh, reimburse you partially with other people's money, with money we don't even have. You might well, as well get off the damn Monopoly board. I'm not sure I'm even going to get Social Security, and apparently I'm going to have to pay for that. So maybe maybe uh, I can come over this weekend. We can go to the Ramshorn or something. You can buy? Yeah, yeah, be, yeah exactly. Sure. Thank you. You know, the Last Supper. Thank you, Uncle Sam. Okay, Ma, i got to go. The show is starting. I love you. I love you, honey. Take care. How are the people? Detroit, it's no BS News Hour with my main man, Charlie. Mama's mad. I say your mom for governor, Charlie. You ever hear a person get so mad about getting some free money? Because she understands that it's not free. That's the whole issue. I mean, and, and you can apply that to Social Security, the little $400 we got for the insurance, and then the companies turned around and said your rates are going up. Free, There's nothing free about free money, and she understands that. She, because, you know, she, like, lived through <laughs> the war. Her husband went off to Vietnam. You know, she, she remembers Carter and everything that was going on. She knows. Yeah, and she said it. I'm, I'm going to write your mom's name in uh, for governor. Evangeline. Okay, I got yeah, it. I meant, <laughs> you got to give me the correct spelling. I apologize that she was cursing like that. I know no, how. No, that's good. Yeah. She is your mom, Charlie. Oh, no. I, 
You're her I'm not, son. I'm not apologizing about her. I'm apologizing to you because. No, that's okay. I, I, I know how you are. No, that's okay. I like I like your mom. But sometimes you get wound up like that too, and it is nuts. Every now and then, Charlie. Yeah, because it is, and it's unfair. But people are so anxious and desperate for something to hold on to that two hundred dollars sounds like a lot of money. Like everybody was happy about the four hundred dollar insurance. I mean, it's not free. We are paying for it. We do not have it. Um, and, and that's what keeps yeah. causing inflation, exactly. right, Mark? We talked this morning. We inflation did. went up. The Fed's trying to tamp down the economy and raise interest rates, and it's difficult to get a loan and get your house and your car, and it's still going up. And my mom's smart enough to know if you keep spending money you don't have, it's going to continue to go up. It's like a household, Charlie. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Real simple. Talk to a single woman raising five wild kids. Yeah. She definitely knows. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's it's everybody feels it. Maybe you know they feel it differently, um, but it impacts everybody. Mm-hmm. So you know. So you know, to, we're gonna we're gonna get to like who gets what and what favors get done. We're gonna talk about the election real quick. Talk about inflation. Um, talk about the hottest congressional race in America. It's a toss up. The seventh in Lansing, Michigan, the most expensive. Wow. In the country, one of the most expensive of all time in America, right here. Um, Tom Barrett, the Republican, has agreed to debate. So he came. Lissa Slotkin, the incumbent Democrat, never even called back. Wow. Didn't, didn't, That's and, disrespectful. It's just like... That's unprofessional. That I mean, it is. How do you want to occupy a public seat, a seat that is a servant of the people, and you don't extend and you're afraid and you're afraid but you don't even extend the cur- she doesn't even play it off I a mean, phone call it, back she's not the only one so they oh, don't I know even, they don't even play it off and say hey i'm sorry i try to at least maintain the rapport they're so afraid uh, of you that they just ignore it i don't need your stinking report now we, we there's some evidence coming forth in the future as to uh how this the one we got a little sound it's, it's, how the game gets done in debates how who gets picked and why they get picked you'll want to stay for that amazing, you'll yeah. want to stay for uh representative or uh, state senator tom barrett who wants to be the representative up there so That's and it's enough. a coin flip right now it's really yep. quite interesting but it's fair enough it's good that he agreed to participate and then we have to you know hear him get out of here make it an hour because the debate the go- the gubernatorial debate between gretchen whitmer and a republican challenger tudor dixon is on in an hour and everybody's so geeked to see it that it's streaming on some obscure <laughs> local tv station yeah. Is it is it here locally? Because I didn't look I, like it was. I, I, I couldn't find it locally. Every place yeah. I heard it was streaming on their on their streaming outlet. Yeah, go to the go, go to your local <laughs> Michigan, Detroit, whatever media news site, and it'll be there. It might be like that's fa- fucking outrageous. It might be on Facebook or something. I don't oh, know. Yay. Not only what we're going through right now, but like what God is here. Like uh, we'll get to it later, right? Okay. But it, let me say this though, Charlie. If in fact the governor wanted that to be on the stations, it would be on every station, just like the state of the city. I mean, that's a very simple ask um, from the news directors or the general managers, and they would oblige. I can't imagine the most important seat in the state, the debate, not being broadcast. Yeah, you know, this they're going to be spending $20, 30000000 million, and you you know, it's it's tighter than you think. Tudor Dixon got five cents and like uh, Uncle Rapey baggage (laughs) following around and she's still in the game i mean it's weird that's true and if she had you as a counsel she would be able to actually maximize tonight but i don't know if that's her strategy well she's 
she got the nomination, so it must be doing yeah, something. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll but, see. Okay. But here, I just, I just want to follow up from last week. I, let, me, let me start it this way. What's the difference? Okay, ready? ready? What's the difference between a lieutenant with the Detroit Fire Department and the lieutenant governor of the state of Michigan? Hmm. Do tell, Charlie. The politician sleeps in comfortable hotels while he's on the road, and the firefighter sleeps in the backseat of his car with his children on the side of the road. No. Yeah. No. Yes. Shall I? No. Shall I explain? Please do. Okay. I reported, as you remember last week, the details of that pungent real estate deal in the name of Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist II. In short, the deuce bought a fixer-upper from the Detroit Land Bank Authority when he was an employee with the city of Detroit back in 2016. Under the terms of that agreement, Gilchrist had six months to fix it up or he would be repossessed of the building by the authority. Pulled the contract. That's fact. Now, the abandoned building was still a wreck with no walls and no windows when Gilchrist was plucked to be Gretchen Whitmer's running mate two years later. Then they got elected. And somehow, Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist was allowed to sell the property at an astronomical markup of 190 grand and pocket the money. He said he put about 220 into the property, but I got some video. It's real hard to see where that money went. Ain't no walls in the place. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Karen's pantomime in the pocket. I was saying in the hole. <laughs> right? Now, I want you, Just I'm going to give it to you. Consider the case of Detroit Fire Lieutenant Maurice Funches, who called me last week from the fire hall. Funches, a 27-year veteran of the department, hero. Also bought a land bank house back in late 2015, right around the time the deuce did it. He paid, Funches paid a handsome price of $2,900 with the same caveat that he fix and occupy the structure within six months. And he worked his butt off, he told me. But he didn't realize you can't fix an abandoned house that quickly. So Funches and his brother could be found at the Westside Tudor on most weekends, scraping and painting and hammering and laying tar shingles. I want you to juxtapose the image of the firefighter Mm -hmm. with the image of the lieutenant governor who makes his living posing for photographs while dressed up in a hard hat and loafers pantomiming the patching of potholes. Remember that one? Yes. Man. Now, Funches told me, I put $20,000 out of my retirement in the new year trying to get the thing done. The scrapper stole three new water heaters. Three. Couldn't he? The city ticketed Funches for blight. The land bank warned Funches multiple times about his lack of progress. It never ticketed Gilcrest, but it warned Gilcrest too. You weren't making it. Come on, dude. Time's running out. Then in 2017, the land bank took back the property from Funches. Took it back. They hmm. took it away and everything he'd put into it, the doorknobs, the kitchen sink, the hot water heater, the tiling, all $20,000 of improvement was pocketed by the authority, but not Gilchrist. He was allowed to keep his $190,000. Wow. Funches told me that's unreal, bro. There's no record of the land bank before Gilchrist allowing people to sell it 
and pocket whatever mm-hmm. was left over. There was no agreement till then. <sighs> but that's not the end of Funches' story. It's not the end. Tell me more. You want more? Yes, I want more. Working through the city council, right? He got a second chance at the house. And late last year, they returned the title to him. The land bank returned the title to him. Now, he and his brother, during the winter, went back in, worked on the plaster interior. They painted and they patched. And it was all moving along until calamity struck. Hmm. Funches was severely injured when a burning house on the east side collapsed on him and his crewmates. Funches ripped a bicep. Thank God he lived. They all lived, but some were severely injured. Burning house falling on you. And he was out for months on disability. Now, disability, you don't get everything. Right. You don't get your whole check. You definitely don't get overtime, right? Right. And you know how Which first is where responders live on the, they live yep. on the overtime. They buy the new truck. They, right? So Funches found himself overextended. And he and his three children were forced to leave their Macomb County rental home because in Macomb County, they don't play. Mm-hmm. You're out in two months. That's true. You don't pay, you're out. So they're out. So now they're on the drift. Bouncing between the car and the couches of sympathetic people. That's still not the end of the story. There's more? There's more. Tell me. Last week, Funches received a foreclosure notice on the same property from the Wayne County Treasurer now. It appears that when the land bank took possession of the house from him back in 17, it neglected to take care of the property taxes. Late fees have accrued and the taxes have now ballooned to over $4,000. Okay. Unbeknownst to Funches, the back taxes are his responsibility. And there's more to the story. He's got until the end of this month to scrounge up the money or to take in it again. Now, he told me, I'm just not that sophisticated of a man. I just want to fix up the house and move my family in there and to feel like the world's falling down around me. And with that, Lieutenant Funches had to excuse himself and hang up the phone because the alarm bell was bleeding in the background at the firehouse because somebody else's house was on fire. Wow, that's crazy, Charlie. Is that nuts? That is absolutely asinine. That's what it is. That makes absolutely no sense. None. Well, it does. To who? Doesn't it? Everybody knows the game now. Yeah. Everybody's angry at politics because this is the deal. But I mean, Charlie, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, things can't be selective. If, in fact, the lieutenant governor was allowed the courtesy, that courtesy. same, that same, I'm going to call it's a nice it a way courtesy. to put it, Karen. Well, that's what I'm going to call it. My mom would call it shit. Well, and it is, but I'm going to call it a, because that's all it is. It was a courtesy extended because of the position that he held. That's all that it was. And that same courtesy should be extended to the lieutenant, if for nothing else, for the position that he holds. I mean, seriously. Um, to each and every person. Well, but it should each be to and each every and every citizen. person. But, I, but to each and every person. But I'm saying if you, if you say, well, you know, he's valuable to the state and what's going on. Well, look at what this man does. Oh, listen here, man. Some fancy pants and brown loafers and a hard hat. Look at me, man. Tweet, tweet this. Tweet this. You, you can't stand to lose on an investment, dude. Yeah, it's not Like fair. we are losing our ass in this economy. But not you guys. Charlie, you'd be amazed at the people who benefit uh, because they are in the positions that they're in. That's just the one that you happen to find out about. Seriously. Well, you, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Who are you well, talking Well, I'm about? saying. I'd be amazed? No, you probably I mean, wouldn't do, be. What, me? No, you wouldn't I'd be, be amazed? No, you wouldn't be. You think anybody out there would be amazed? 
they would probably raise a brow at least. They smell it. My job is I found to it. uncover it. Yeah, but it's it's out there. I mean, people realize the benefit of their position. They they exploit their position for their own personal benefit. Well, and then it's it's like uh, before I start yelling at Twitter and, and the hipster dopes and the politicals and the <laughs> right wing zealots. Uh, let me bring you this. Decided cheese fries to go. Ready, set, go, let go. Detroit might not make it to the championship, but you can have a little bit of Detroit at your next championship party. American Coney Island, 12 dogs with all the fixing. Airmail special, right to your door. That includes Alaska and Hawaii. AmericanConeyIsland.com. The first, the best, and better than all the rest. And they can't fly either! Yeah, baby, I'm going to Vegas! They got a Coney store there, too, yeah! Uh, yeah, I'll get him. I, yeah. go, I go back and comment after, but, you know. Yeah, we got to figure out how, like, you can be here, dropping the knowledge, and then be... You want me to multitask, Charlie? Facebook. Oh, my stuff. God. I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> well, Karen's trying to get her Facebook feed up. Let me tell you about ADR. Experienced overseeing more than $250 million in private and public construction projects since the turn of the century. ADR competent. It can reduce your costs and increase your bottom line. ADR has saved clients millions of dollars. ADR are experts in procurement, government compliance, information technology, all of it, cameras, shot spotters, infrastructure, everything. ADR is honest, ethical, smart. Call my friend Barry Allen Tuck at 248-318-9424 for a consultation. Tell him I sent you. Tell him you need your shit fixed. Get the job <laughs> done right on time and on budget. ADR Consultants, 248-318-9424. And my new besties in the insurance world, Legacy Partners. Insurance. Good people, man. Saving me money, mm -hmm. getting me more insurance. <laughs> I don't know how that works. What? How well, they shop it for you? I mean, does it matter how it works if it saves you money? If, if a tree falls on your house and it falls on your house, I mean, how's it? How, how does it work? Do you got because it doesn't coverage? fall on my house? Does that I mean know. I can get like poetic tile? Look at Mark blushing. How are you blushing <laughs> for? Why am I blushing? Yeah. That's just blood pressure, Karen. Oh, that's <laughs> just <laughs> stress. <laughs> You know me better than that right now. That's, Listen, that's I'm telling you how they can help you with Medicare. Now, I'm going to tell you they can uh, save you money and all your insurance needs. I told you, the lake shack, the house, the motorcycle, in the garage, not even knowing what's insured and what's not. They took care of it. $1,000 less a year and more stuff's covered. That's awesome. They're independent, so they shop. They shop. Mm -hmm. Between 7 to 10 carriers, find the best deal and talk to you about it. My wife's handling it. They're going step by step by step. Got the guy's number. Yeah, cell phone. Mm -hmm. And Alex's cell phone. I got a question. He keeps following up. When you get the quote, you're going to be mad, <laughs> right? You're going to be mad. I'm not mad. I was happy. Here's what I need you to do. Call 586-209-4106. Good dudes. I meet with them like monthly just because just they're good dudes. Mm-hmm. And gals. And you know, they're helpful. You know, do it and do that. Do that. I call them now. Tell them I sent you. 
209-4106. Don't forget about you and your parents' Medicare. They'll find you the best deal. Right? Should do a Lower your out-of-pockets. Help you with your prescriptions. They do it all. Should do a commercial, Charlie. Yeah, just did it. Oh. Was you know that what, what I mean? that was? I thought it was a testimonial. Both. Okay. Okay. So now, I'm doing this Gilchrist story. Look, I don't really get on Twitter much. I don't get on social media much. I get on and then I, I don't hang. This is an old story. Look at this one here. The Free Press wrote it in 2019. He sold it at a loss. Right? Yeah. Well, they're just copying the work I was doing. They didn't do the work. I did that work. Again, that little special deal didn't exist for anybody. Number two, when they sold it to this murky LLC, now that I'm doing a deep dive on them, oh, they, they trade in a lot of property in Detroit, a lot of Section 8 stuff. They sure paid a lot of money for a house with no walls. One of the biggest prices they've ever paid. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, hipster. That's no. <laughs> hipster. No, I, I've been doing this too long. <laughs> right? I'm sick of being the guy. I had to walk in this town and go, whoa. Remember when Kilpatrick got rung up and everybody just trying to get Kilpatrick? I, that's when I first got into town. I'm like, mm -hmm. I know nothing about it. I said, but I know this. Now that the machine's kind of the head of the machine, the, the, the head got cut off kind of, let's go chase the tail. Mm -hmm. Let's go chase the contract and everybody sucking off this city, this county, this state, right? That's true. So like, why we always got to go first? Like um, the skyscraper, it's going nowhere. Told you before the pandemic, that thing was going nowhere. Yeah. What about that hockey arena? You see that? Uh, the sports dude from... Yeah, Brad Galley had a tweet about it. Let's oh, see. yeah. From Channel 7? What, yeah, what, yeah, what'd he tweet? I mean, he's not inaccurate. What'd but it say? Open tonight, number five at Little Caesars Arena for the Red Wings and Pits. Big ass vacant lot that they just drain in the city. Draining. Money that could have gone to schools, property tax. He doesn't share a nickel. Yeah, there's some so now things. that's great. I don't, I'm, I'm not ragging Brad, but you know, just in general, um, I did that story a long time ago and Illich called up the bosses over there at Fox 2 and got it pulled down and then HBO comes around and does the same mm -hmm. fucking story and now everybody's upset. Mm -hmm. So seriously, y'all, man, I'm, I'm trying to help you. You get robbed. I don't give a fuck. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I don't need it. I don't even really read it. I see one of them, fuck you. Just another dummy. Another dummy. What about all the crony capitalism? What about tonight? Okay, so a, a reporter of a major newspaper in the state gets a one-on-one -on -one interview with Governor Whitmer. Hmm. You? The main thing coming out of that <laughs> is if you get elected, are you running for president? Or are you going to serve out your time as governor? I'm like, what about the nursing homes? <laughs> what about all this? What about the... Remember, Whitmer's talking about... We increase school funding more than anybody in history. And I'm like, not when you add in inflation. He thought that was an old story, Charlie. You gave it a 5% increase in school funding. Inflation's 10%. Madam, you cut school funding by 5%. That's the math. And now you're, why do only 9% of kids in third grade even read at level? I mean, come on, man. What are you doing, Karen? I'm listening. I'm reading on Twitter. Somebody wants to know what is a hipster. <laughs> you know what a hipster is. I know, but they're put asking. Up the number. Put up the number. Karen, do you have the volume up on your phone too? Or is that just my no, sensitive ears? No, I do not have the volume. Okay. Put up the phone sure. number, man. We got a phone number. What is it? Yes, yeah. we do. It's, so you uh, can call Charlie. You can call in. Call in, yeah. It's a hipster. 
mean, they want to know your identity. I mean, you know, usually I really read and respond. I'll tell you what a hipster is. What is a hipster, Charlie? A hipster grew up in a nice, well-adjusted home with good parents and fresh food, right? And now you're fucking padding around, like, and you don't know anything about anything. You've never been to the mean streets of anywhere. But they want to be hip and urban. Yeah, you've never been arrested, but you're like, (laughs) fuck the police, right? You know it's good for everybody, but like... You always get got your whole freight paid. Yep. That's what a hipster is. And then telling everybody what they need to know. Get but, out there and do something. Jesus, you ever been arrested? Okay. But he's not a hipster, so. He's Jesus. Are we sure about that? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> People would be like, uh, no wonder you got fired. No wonder you can't get a job. I didn't get fired, motherfucker. That's true. I left so yeah. I could do this. When nobody will hire me, I turned down jobs. Why don't you explain it? Well, but because, Charlene, that's what people I have to explain to people is that you left standing on your platform of integrity. I mean, understanding that you weren't allowed to you were being challenged to do what you were hired and being paid to do. Like and well, that's made a, them a fuckload of money. I understand. Were, and that's journalism. Number one I, when I was there, they ain't number one now. Well, that's all I'm going to tell you. I, I'm number one everywhere I go. I work. A hipster is a young gentrifier. Yes, Kenneth. Oh, you don't have to be a gentrifier. You could still be like a protester who lives in your parents' basement in Ann Arbor telling me was what. <laughs> telling me it's an old story. <laughs> Motherfucker, you ain't even four years old. What are you telling me not a story? Forty or four? Four. Four. <laughs> hipster years. Hipster. What do you call a four-year-old? That's a, a four-year-old is... That's a 21-year-old in hipster years. <laughs> Four years old, mom. Tell me what's up. Okay, like, um, remember I told everybody get the, get the, get the bond? The yes, I the bond. Get the I bond. Mm-hmm. Did you, Karen? No. I haven't looked into either. it, though. I'm looking into it. It ended up being on the front page of the fucking yeah. um, Wall Street <laughs> Journal. Yeah. I get it now, I'm, I'm, right? But now, everybody's, Charlie, I told, I, never mind. Go okay, ahead. so I went and got it. <laughs> okay. And then I'm like, you may need to make some adjustments. I'll get one for my kid, man. I did fucking 10% interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Is I it take, a 30-year yield, though? No. You, you know, look at you. 30-year yield. 30. 30-year 30 bond. Bond, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but you only have to keep it for a year, and then you can sell it. Okay. After five years, there's no penalty. Because I was going to say 30 years from now. Just go to the website. It's real way. simple. I did. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. So I, I got myself an account. I'm like, I get my kid on this. You know, I'm not going to invest in those um, market Savings accounts, the Michigan market, mm-hmm. the Michigan oh, education uh, program. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm not doing that because everything's doing this. And Mark the mar- must you know, have. I have, a five, I have 529 for my girls. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it lost, didn't it? Uh, it is right now. Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. they're you know mm-hmm. eight and four. So, but that's still not a loss. Like even, even, let's say you you had just for math 50 grand, and the market went down 20 percent. Mm-hmm. Right, you mm-hmm. got 40 grand. Mm-hmm. Okay, on 50, that wasn't ever taxed. No, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, I believe it comes off the top, right? It comes off the but top, yeah. so there was never any, like... I think gains are taxed, though. No, 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 this is follow. Okay. If, like, you took, you're self-employed, yes. right? And you made 100 grand and you took, you, you took 50 grand, you put it in there. It wouldn't be taxed. So that's pre-tax deposit. Understand what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, uh-huh. So you're still up. Yeah. Because the money you put in there was never taxed. I'm a big fan of it. Okay. But with the I-bond, you never lose the principal you put exactly, in. You're yeah. always going to get your 50 grand back. It's a bond, yeah. 
plus their guarantee and 10%. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. So I, I went to get my daughter some because I'm not going to do the education thing anymore. I mistyped the password <laughs> yeah, boy. and it locked me out. Yeah, that Which to their credit, website. hey, you know, a hacker. Yeah, but still, Charlie, Let that's me tell crazy. you the story. There's more. There's more. Hmm. I call up and they're, and they're like, uh, due to uh, call volume, please hold the line. I'm like, I got money in them, motherfucker. My <laughs> money, government. <laughs> Sit right there. <laughs> Two hours and 59 minutes. <laughs> On hold? Two hours and 59 minutes. They sound like And I got it plugged in. You got to keep it plugged in because when you got the speaker going to be good. So nature called. Nature called. I had to take the deuce, man. And they answered. And I ain't talking Gilchrist here. I had to do the deuce. Wow. So I was in the kitchen. I was in the bathroom. It's at two hours, 59 minutes. Yes, hello? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're in the bathroom. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Why'd you take the phone with hello, you, Hello, hello? I'll be, I'll be right there. Because I, you know, I ain't getting... Come on now. You, you can't get a white washed and over there. You can't get it. And when I... I'll be right... They hung up. Oh, <laughs> so what did you do? The government, bitch. That the government. Yeah, but I'm saying, did you the ever resolve the issue? Need my money, man. Did but you I, ever get it resolved? No. <laughs> I'll be back on first thing in the morning. <laughs> Tom uh, oh yeah, tomorrow's Friday. Okay. I had an experience with the IRS where I was. I called Gilchrist. Maybe he knows somebody. I had to call the IRS because they sent me a letter claiming um, one of the LLCs owed a bunch of money, and I'm, apparently it's my responsibility. I was on hold for two hours and 15 minutes, so not nearly as long. That's they answer crazy. it, and I give them the letter number, and they go, oh, that's been corrected. You'll get another letter in a week. I'm like, oh, so thanks for wasting my time and having me just yeah, freak no, out. The, the, the government is screwed. It's, it's, They're not it's, terribly efficient. It's screwed up. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's not efficient or effective at all. Oh, it's terrible. It is. And let's be honest, because I talk to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I don't care what hipsters say. <laughs> my estimation, like, oh, no, no nobody likes Biden. I mean, mm. it doesn't matter if you're black, white, male, female, young, old, date. Democrat. It's, it's awful. Democrat, Republican, <laughs> That's what independent, I said. communist. No. I know I, I heard it somewhere. The, the, the <laughs> Democrats will get wiped out this cycle, but they're not going to. Because one, we get a bunch of Trump lunatics, right? Especially in this state, right? They're doing cuckoo commercials on Karamo, and they're correct. <laughs> Fucking cool. Right? But they're lucky the Supreme Court gave them the abortion question. Or they would they would have got fucking mowed down. Yep. Now, we want to know what's in this abortion thing, right? But they're not talking. Up in the polls, don't explain it. What's really in here? Right? You want to you want to see something? Okay. Yep. So the ACLU and Planned Parenthood are the ones backing it. They put the multi-millions behind it. And this, what is it? People for reproductive rights, something like that. Mm -hmm. Their mailing address is the ACLU's building. Here's the ACLU's building on Woodward. The fucker's been empty for at least a year. Every time I drive by here, I go knock on the... No. It's an address. It's an address. It's another shell. Like, empty shell house. Wow. We just want an explanation. But isn't everything these days, Charlie, like a shell? Yeah. Don't, I mean, it is. Man, I would say the majority of us, the polls show it, we'll, we'll, we'll take abortion as it is now. <laughs> Viability, parental notification, no partial birth, right? Leave the woman alone, none of my business. But we're not getting that. And nobody really wants to explain it. Hmm. We're not even picking a position. I just, an informed society, an informed electorate is the best kind of society. Mm -hmm. People don't know how to choose because they don't know what they're choosing from or between. I mean, they just don't. Oh. 
I got a quote. I tell you, I tell you, the Right Honorable Mayor Coleman A. Young, Titan. Mm -hmm. You loved him or hated him, you know he was a Titan. You know he was a Titan, and you know the guy spoke his mind. Okay, here's what Coleman A. Young's memoir says. The only thing I find as contemptible as a conservative establishment bigot is a bleeding heart pansy-ass liberal. Liberals talk as though they would change the world, but all of the things required to change the world are basically the things that liberals are not. Liberals are not radicals by definition, and many of them are not capitalists either. Liberals, whose currency is the impassioned harangue, nibble cheese, and model the latest political fashions in front of each other, while radicals and the money people are at work really changing the world. Hmm. Wow. So the capitalists and the radical are the ones that moved us, and you're all just bullshit. Come on, be something. But That's why I wanted my mom on. But you know what, Charlie? And that's the thing, whether politics aside and whether you liked a Coleman Young, a L. Brooks Patterson, I mean, people like that don't exist anymore in politics in terms of speaking their mind and speaking up and out and standing for whatever it was that they were championing for, whether you agree with it or not. I mean, everybody now is just occupying a chair and collecting a check. Back, See, that's the thing, though. Back in the day, like, here's how the machine would work. You'd get it built and you'd take 10% on the back end. Yeah. Now you're taking it on the front end. But you'd also call people in the room. Everybody would make a, a decision about what was going to happen. And everybody walked out of that room with marching orders and they followed suit. And try to buy it. Inflation's fucking killing us. Yeah, the numbers came out today. Besides the Fed, like throwing a wet blanket on the fire. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get a car note. It's mm -hmm. hard to get a fucking house note. Inflation still went up over last month. You got to stop printing money. Now's the time. Now's the time we got to be serious. You better call and tell them, Charlie. Okay, well, you know, speaking of like calling and not getting a call back is <laughs> Congressman Alyssa Slotkin, who's moved her house apparently and is now running in the 7th mm -hmm. Congressional District in Michigan. The most expensive in the country, hotly contested, coin flip as we speak. She doesn't show up, but... She did do a debate up there with Tim Skubik in Lansing. in Lansing. See, but here's the thing. I know everybody in every newsroom in this. I know I got I got I got 2000 phone numbers in this this here right here. And here's a little audio. Hmm. After the debate where Slotkin's bitching at Skubik because he didn't tear up with the abortion question which isn't exactly a congressional <laughs> issue. It's more of a state issue, a representative, mm -hmm. a state senator. It's really got nothing to do with the federal government, which is what the Supreme Court was saying. You all decide to vote right. in. So yeah, let's see if you can hear this. That is not a fairness issue. It's sort of just reflecting the news of the day. That, that is, I think, you know. Yeah, I think we just think that it's I did see the days of the same issues that all the time. We chose you as our one media partner. Wow. We chose you as our one media partner. Wow. Chose a partner. So, Charlie, what we've been talking about all along in terms of elected officials picking and choosing who they talk to um, and, and, and approving the questions and the topics. 
that validates everything that we've been talking about. And everything everybody suspects. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Chose how do you do that? And, and how do you do that as a media person in terms of agreeing to do something like that? Well, it's called to get. Yeah, if you're the yeah. guy, it's great. You, you get to get. I mean, yeah, like, but you and, aren't and, you getting know, anything. And give give, give give Tim his fucking credit. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. going to decide what we're talking about. And and I do. I'm not, and I'm not. This isn't against him at all. He's done it for a long time. Respected He's in the industry. I, I got that. But my point is, is that the whole purpose of an interview is to be able to find out who this person is, what they stand for, what their positions are on issues. But how do you do that if you can only say A, B, and C? Boom. Here. These are the questions. Yeah. I mean, and it happens. I mean, I've, I've had interviews where they say, hey, we don't we can't talk about A, B and C. I, I get it. We remember like yeah. when it was Trump and Clinton and CNN was feeding the questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember. Like, remember? Yeah. This is this is bullshit. We're dying out here. Hipster wouldn't know that. <laughs> We're dying out here. I mean, seriously, these are bad times. Yeah. Don't lose yeah. your mind. Bad times. But I don't know. It's Charlie. not too late. Bad times. Pe- people are losing it though in their own little ways. Everybody's short-tempered. You know, people are doing crazy stuff. Yeah, people are losing it. They don't realize they're losing it, but they are. Now, uh, State Senator Todd Barrett running against Lockett did have the guts to sit down with me yesterday. No prep. No questions. Okay. Right, and uh, I'm not endorsing him. I'm just saying, like, this is for you, people of the Seventh District. Here he is, no hose bar, and uh, why don't we just roll that? How you doing, Tom? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, this is Tom Barrett. As I just told you, he is running for Congress in the newly formed 7th Congressional District, which is basically Lansing and the environs, right? Yes. And you're taking on Alyssa Slotkin, a congresswoman who's you know moved into the district recently. Right. So you might say she's taken on me because she's coming to my district to run in this uh, in this seat. But uh, uh, is your wife registered to vote at your house? She is. Yeah. The only registered voters at my house are my wife and I. And your neighbors know you. My neighbors know me, and we've been living in that house. I've I've lived in Eaton County, where uh, where I represent since four days after I moved home from a deployment in Iraq when my wife and I got married. Yeah, we're raising a family, four kids, and uh, that's where we live. This is our hometown, and where we're looking to represent. What a concept. I know. You know, yeah. like in the title is representative. Yes. So you should probably represent. Right. But that's not up to me. That's up to the people. It is. And it's not up to these three guys you brought here with, <laughs> with the brown shoes and the busy phones. <laughs> these politicals are all alike. <laughs> we but got anyway, a few stops to make along the way. Anyway, you, um, the balance of the house is, you know, being called into question. And one of the toss-up districts is yours, you and Slock, and it's mm-hmm. one of the most expensive, one of the most watched, one of the most anticipated dist- congressional districts in the United States. So it, it's a big deal. It is a big deal, and it is now the most expensive. It's been, for the last few weeks, been the most expensive congressional district in the entire country. No shit, country. more than New York, Florida, yep. California. Yep. That's insane, really. It is. Yeah, right here in mid-Michigan. So, yeah, it is insane. It's insane to be in this uh, situation. I mean, my wife and I, like I said, we're just middle-class folks raising a family, and here we are running, I'm running in the most expensive congressional district in the entire country it's a lot of the weight of the world to feel like you're you know running in this situation but i'm Don't doing worry, it if you win I, you'll get paid you'll be a millionaire in no time <laughs> isn't that but, funny uh, mark 
The guy's yeah, broke. He barely four groceries for the four kids out there on the farm. He's going to be a millionaire. He, Flocken's a millionaire. She, she, well, she was born a millionaire, so, you know. Hot dog, yeah. hot dog heiress, right? Right. Okay, right. well, that, you know, it's fine. And she was invited to be here. Yeah. They said they'd get back. They didn't, which point for you. But if you're not going to get back and you're going to be on Meet the Press, that really chafes me. Yeah. Right? Because the... They call that ghosting today. You're a conservative. I'm a right winger. She's a liberal left winger. And who's going to decide this? The people in the middle, as always. You know what I mean? But so, so respect to you. Look, I, you guys had two debates she doesn't want to do anymore. I watched them. They weren't very good, in my opinion, because it's all just red meat. I mean, you're going to Congress. You're going to represent us in Congress. You do big things, not local things. So, for instance, let's the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Where are you on the Ukraine? We, we're giving $70 billion we're not keeping track yeah. of to Zelensky. Zelensky's talking about a preemptive strike, then pulls that back, but you know what he's talking about. Putin's talking about preemptive strikes. Biden's talking about nuclear Armageddon. What is the end game if you're the congressman yeah. and you're there voting and you're an Iraq veteran? What's the end game? Yeah. Well, that's a perfect question because we've gotten into all of these entanglements in foreign policy for the you know last several decades where we get involved and we don't have that end game. And then we're stuck in Afghanistan for 20 years. Or we're stuck in Iraq for 15 years. And we've had this false expectation that we can export our values and worldview onto other cultures that may not really be willing to accept that. Do you support the backing I support helping the Ukrainians. And here's the thing. What we've shown is when we tell them we're not going to be there with American troops, they rise to the occasion. And the Ukrainians really have risen to the occasion to fight and to resist that that uh, invasion from Russia. I mean, our own American intelligence said that if Russia invaded Ukraine, they'd be in Kiev by three days later, a week later. Here we are, what, 200 and some days later, and the, and the Ukrainians have actually resisted and pushed back and pushed the Russians almost as far back as their own borders now. So I don't want to see this escalate. Where do we go? Where does yeah, it end? where do we go? Where, I mean, we can't... Want? Is it a, a negotiated settlement now? Do the Ukrainians keep pushing so they take Crimea? What? Yeah, well, it's not for me I as mean, an American. because Putin's lobbing in rockets yes, now. he is. It's for the Ukrainians to figure out what they're... Yeah, but see, brother, right. you're the guy that votes what to do with my fake printed money. Right, right, so, right. I think we can help the Ukrainians with arms and with um, you know armament and things like that, not to our own detriment, because now we're having to create more of our own armament because we've exported so much of it to Ukraine that we're starting to see a withdrawal of our own capability yeah, and our jinx. own defenses. Yeah, we cannot put our at risk to help others. Certainly we can help in that effort. Um, and, and we ought to be doing what we can that way. I am not in favor of putting boots on the ground in Ukraine. Well, I didn't say that. Am, like how, how long do we fund them? Yeah. And with NATO, when they're not, yeah. they're not pony enough. Yeah. And I think we have to have that really discerning, you know, conversation with well, other NATO give countries. Me right now because people are listening where I don't want to yeah. say red line because that's yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to say if we spend this much and a dollar over is right. not enough. I think we need definitely the next thing we have to say is we need accountability for any money we're sending over there so that we're not just we sending money. Or yeah, the right. weaponry. Right. And I think the weaponry is more, you know, you can't 
they can't really use that nefariously if they're in the middle of a war. You can sell it to other people. You could, you know but the, the money is, is, yeah, but the money is much more fungible, right? The yep. money is a lot more concerning. I think we've got to have higher accountability for the money what, that we're what sending. What do you want the end game to be? I a want negotiated the, yeah. settlement? Yeah, I think a negotiated settlement, whether that's back to the original borders, I think that's what we should have the foremost objective for. That may not be the actual practical answer when you have loss of human life on the ground and everything else. You've got to make a determination of what's in the best interest of not just the Ukrainians that are fighting the war for their country, for the geopolitical stability. Does Putin use nuclear weapons? Does that, you know, it would well, definitely Putin's, escalate Putin's going to need does. something because he's not going to like lose right. 30,000 soldiers, a, a bunch of treasure, a bunch of right. weapons and right. go back to status quo. Right. So that's right. not on the table. Right. So what does that look like? It's yeah, going to be, a me, Congressman. well, it's going to be a shifting and amorphous dynamic every single day. It changes, right? If Putin deploys a nuclear weapon, that changes the dynamics instantaneously. What are you saying to the when you're there? I, we need we need to get something settled here. Yes, I would say we need to resolve this as quickly as possible because there's a continuous loss of human life. The longer this goes on, it's a use of resources, it's arms, it's money. And the arms and the money are one thing. The greatest risk involved is the loss of life. And the longer this goes, the more desperate Putin will become and the greater probability that we're going to have a higher loss of life and a higher casualty. I'm not in favor of sending, as I said, American troops there. I don't trust no, this we're, administration. We're not, we're not doing that. Well, I, I mean, it's not going to happen. I, no, would listen, not. I would hope not. Speaking of which, your opponent, who's watching, no guts to be here, but they're going over this with a fine tooth. Oh, yeah. Comb. They want to pull a sound bite and use it against me. She's making it be known that if 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 the Chinese invade Taiwan, we're sending troops. Yeah, that's what she okay, said. You were a troop. I was. I was embedded with the troops. Is that a smart idea? No, it is not. And you know, here here we are in this debate or in this uh, you know campaign where I'm the Republican candidate in the race. I've taken an anti-corporatist position as it relates to all this corporate welfare stuff that they want to hand out to all their crony friends. Yeah. I'm the Republican, and I'm taking the opposite position. I'm the Republican who's not the war hawk in this. My opponent is the Warhawk, who is committed to sending American troops and other people's kids over to fight the Chinese in Taiwan. So what if they did if they did invade well, I think, the, then? I think the best policy is a one of deterrence, which we've been able to do until Joe Biden had that disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, hands the Taliban back control of Afghanistan, 13 Marines get killed and nobody's held accountable for it. And what happens after that? Russia invades Ukraine, China circling Taiwan, yes. Iran says they have exactly. a nuclear weapon. All of these things happen because of that deterrence has been weakened. We need to reestablish ourselves. Well, in maybe a I'm listening to what she's saying, and that is some deterrence saying we will defend Taiwan. If you're being wishy-washy, what's to stop the Chinese from making the move? I think we need to make sure that they don't make that move by making sure they're not in a strong position to do that. They have a How's lot that? to lose. How's that? Economically and otherwise, they have a whole lot to lose by going into Taiwan and invading. I'm not someone, you know, and I'm not going to prejudge a global calamity of, of geopolitical instability with military force and everything else. I'm going to observe the situation, make a conscious decision based on what's brought to us. I'm not going to stand here and tell you I would never vote for X or Y or Z as so it as relates to America. You, you know what it is, and you're going to be a little and it's bit reserved, tight lip, reserved. And here's the other thing. I spent the last 22 years of my life in the Army, and I knew that if we were involved in Reserves a, or Army, Army? Uh, both. I did active Disrespect duty. Respect to reserves, because I did, did a lot of I work. Did, I did both. And actually, toward the end of my time, uh, you know, probably in the last about decade or so, we had more National Guard and reservists deployed exactly. in Iraq and Afghanistan than we did active Man, component. I would, I, we'd be driving down. I watched like fuckers yeah. from the New York yeah. uh, you know, yeah. National Guard I, sitting in a goddamn bomb crater with yeah. black flies I on them. I did 22 years in the Army, and I think about seven 
seven years combined in different intervals, deployments, and otherwise, I think I had about seven years of active duty time in the Army over the 22 years total that I served. Deployed, you know, Iraq, Kuwait, Guantanamo Bay, South Korea. I've spent a lot of time. List. All right, you're a hero. <laughs> well, you're asking, I'm answering. What was, yeah, you're asking what, what was your rank? I was a warrant officer, so I started out in the field artillery. I uh, was a field artillery grunt for first nine or 10 years, got selected to go to flight school. I hadn't flown anything but a paper airplane, and they taught me how to fly a 25 million dollar Blackhawk and logged just over a thousand flight hours in my career before I retired earlier this year. The whole la the last, the, my whole adult life since I got out of high school, I signed my contract my senior year on Christmas break, um, had to wait a few months till I graduated to actually leave for training. Um, my whole life that I've been an adult, all of these conversations have been about, all right, I'm, I'm the one in question, right? I'm the one in the military. Yep. It's on me if this thing really cooks off and what are we going to do now i look at it as it's not me it's it's other people and it's other people well, i like kids. it because you, you have to represent the the, the boots yep. and these if, aren't boots these are human feet in these boots they are right. and if i'm not willing to send someone else's son or daughter over to fight this war then it's not the right decision to make you cannot force that on other people okay. if it's not the right decision now in some instances it could be see when i go like this okay that means okay and i remember <laughs> i'm trying to keep this tight but you were thanks for your services i mean it well, thank you that's that's yeah. my my family right yeah. grandpa brother dad yeah okay yeah it's a big thing um so speaking of you know like protecting borders the mexican border do you believe it's out of control yes or no oh well mayorkas tells us it's under control so it must i didn't be. ask that do you believe it's absolutely out of control okay then who's to blame it's definitely this administration we have this is the first administration probably in the history of america that has actually destabilized or you know taken away de-secured de i don't even know if that's the word unsecured the border and taken a conscious effort to do that what they do they had well they simply got rid of all the policies that were in place to for keep instance it, for instance uh well he stopped construction on the border wall a physical barrier to no, stop that, people that, from that illegal no, crossing no, no have you been to the border no, I haven't. You've never been seen the border wall? I, let, me, I, let me educate yeah. you, Congressman Wannabe. Most of the border wall is built on our territory. Yeah. Well, Meaning we, 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 we are walling our own country off. As you know, with asylum seekers, all you have to do is touch soil. So the wall makes it easier. Wall makes it easier. You'll see. You'll see. I'm actually going to go to Mexico yeah. and cross over and show you. Okay. I, I, yeah. I cross with the Well, government. there's two million people crossing the border. I mean, you're not going to be unique in that sense. You had a, okay, the wall is, uh, give the pun, is one concrete. Yeah, it's a physical structure that stops people from crossing. Okay, look, here's what happened. Uh, Trump did something that nobody did and is very smart. At the border, if you're a, a um, Mexican national... They return you. Yeah, return, a, remain a, in Mexico. Right. A non-Mexican national, right, uh, other than Mexican, we don't deport them back to their countries, right? So they will come here to go to immigration court. When Trump came in, what he did was, you're staying there, right, is remain in Mexico policy. Right. That was, right. we have it with Canada in a way. So it's not draconian. Immediately Biden got rid of that and, and everybody's coming. Do you think you have the ability to encourage the Mexicans to once again adopt that policy and would that include an economic stick and would that yeah. further destroy yeah. the economy? 
No, it wouldn't destroy the economy. We have to secure our border. It's un, uh, you can't ignore the fact that we've had illegal border crossings. We've had 80 people or more. One million, let me give it to you, one million people are in here waiting for their asylum hearings, which take seven years. One million people are just here waiting for immigration court, not asylum. And one million people came in Got just away. jumping. That's three million. Yep. That's the state of Nevada, dude. That is. That is that is almost four times the size of the entire congressional district that I'm running in. That's You can't do that. Do you know Miss Slotkin is on the Homeland Security Committee. And what has she done? I haven't even heard her speak of it yeah. or be asked about it. Oh, well, now she says she's opposed to Joe Biden on the border and his, you know. Well, then the, well, I yeah. want to hear some ideas. Exactly. So, uh, Alyssa Slotkin, to your point, she's on the Homeland Security Committee. She's the chair of the subcommittee for Homeland Security and Intelligence. We've had over 80 people on the terror watch list cross the border is that we know I, of. I wrote report, I, the first yeah. one I reported on, he's living in fucking Dearborn yeah. and he's getting the public dime. And, and so they've had 80 people on the terror watch list get apprehended at the border. We have no, no idea how many are among those godways, that million godways you're talking about. We have no idea how many of those are on the terror watch list. I, I mean, you cannot have a country without having borders. The We've cartel got to runs have, the border. They do. And we, you know, I'm, I, I've even opened the idea of, you know, uh, designating these cartels as terror organizations. They, they are, are pumping in fentanyl into our country. They're killing more Criminals. Americans than ever before. They are human traffickers. I, uh, I have a, a very Murderers. close friend of mine who, you know, I served with in the They're army. All God's children. They are, but I, Sorry, I, <laughs> I served with someone who, who spent a lot of time in customs and border patrol. And he said it is inhumane, even from a humanitarian point of view what's going on people are led to believe they can walk across the border and that they will safely be able to pass and they die of dehydration right. they die of exposure to the elements they die of or their you children know, they send their children would yep. you sir be amenable open to discussing if you're a guatemala national living in raleigh north carolina and you've got a daughter back in guatemala city would you be least open to discussing the possibility of present the child at the American embassy in Guatemala and we will remove the cartel from the equation and we can transport your kid to you. Is that a legal resident that you're describing that's in the United States? Maybe they're waiting for immigration court, bro. Okay. So I, I mean, I, I'd want to yes know what no. their status, well, I want to know what their status is. If we're saying we're going to, let's say it's illegal. Murky. No, they, they came illegally. Okay. So an illegal immigrant residing here in the United States, we're now, yeah. we're now going to bring their children here with yeah. them. Would you be open to that? I would not be open to some type of amnesty that lets people into the country. Cause then if you do that, all people have to do is come to the country somehow. And then what we're going to bring their entire family over do with you them. You believe that the DACA kids, the kids that were brought here by their parents, now that they're adults should be booted out of here. I am far more sympathetic to the DACA situation of children who were brought here then without more, any other more and more ongoing. I get what you're yes. saying. Now, yeah. now's the line in the sand. Yeah. Okay. Next, next uh, issue here. Inflation. What's causing it? Government printing and spending money in reckless proportions. Just spending. They are devaluing every dollar in circulation by printing more and more and more. Of That's it. absolutely correct. Now um, you, we, we're blaming Joe Biden for this. I, I put a great deal of blame on Joe Biden. Yeah. Aren't the Republicans also to blame? There's probably some blame to go around. Absolutely. You don't get give 30 it trillion you. in debt. Deficits you know. were historic. George Bush, $6 trillion over eight years. Mm -hmm. Barack Obama, after the collapse, $8 trillion over eight years. Donald Trump, $7 trillion over four years. Your party, the Democratic Party, you're all a fucking mess. They let us, they don't know what they're doing. They can't say no. 
So, Charlie, I'm not somebody that's just running as a generic Republican. I See, that was a T-ball, right? I lined up. I'm not any of that. I'm for you. <laughs> I have voted against my own party 292 times since I was elected to office. A pox on both their houses when it comes to decisions. I mean, State Senate and the House of Representatives yes, in Lansing. Yes. yes. And my opponent, you know, likes to say that, you know, all, all these other things, blame on everybody, all this other stuff. Listen, you don't, she talks about bipartisanship. Bipartisanship got us $30 trillion in debt, right? So not everything that's bipartisan is a good idea. I've been willing to stand as an independent criticizer at times. Um, people can see my voting record. They can go to our website, see every one of the 292 votes I cast against my own party and judge for themselves. We're, we're talking inflation, man. Yeah. Stop, stop politics. Well, you, no, we you, you said what, you were what, blaming the Republican Party for it. Them too. So, and All I'm saying, it. look, as, Both as parties a, are crap. And I'm not Tom Barrett Republican. I'm yeah. Tom Barrett candidate for Congress. Yeah. I am running as a Republican. I'm a conservative. I don't make hay about that. Fiscal conservative yes, and social I am. conservative. I am. Let's and, stay to and the inflation. Fiscal, fiscal, fiscally. Okay. But you were asking about inflation. Yes. I want to get back to that. You answered it. I'm, I'm going and, to get and, to it. But yeah. here's the thing. The worst part about inflation was right as the economy was reopening, as, as Joe Biden, Agreed. a few months in, sent the demand signal to the economy by pumping more of that American Rescue we, Plan we money. We didn't slowly let it emerge and let the market take over and see what kind of hole we were actually in. It's like, he I ran out and here's a bunch of fake money. Yes, okay. exactly. And that was the worst possible time to do it, to spend that kind of money as the economy was reopening. It sent that demand signal that just shot inflation up through okay, the roof. Okay, so this this current budget, he was, it was a four, the government pulls in $4 trillion in revenue. His first year in office, we spent $6 trillion. This year is probably going to be $5 trillion on a $4 trillion in revenue. In order to get a balanced budget, that, that trillion, we got to print. We got to borrow, we got to print. How do we get to a balanced budget when I give you these numbers? 65% of the federal budget is Social Security, Medicare, and food assistance. 7% is interest payments on the shit we right. already borrowed. Right. And 23% is the military, mm -hmm. Homeland Security, Veterans Affairs. This doesn't include um, uh, pensions. Retiree health care. So right there, that's 94, 95% of all the revenue we're collecting. So where do we get 25% when we got 4% left? Yeah. Well, we've got to grow the economy to grow that corpus of but money it's not that's growing. coming in. So like, what are we going to yeah. cut, bro? Yeah. What so, are we going to cut? Well, number one, we'd start with 87,000 IRS agents that my opponent wants to hire. You can reclaim a lot of that fraudulent money that's gone out the door. You can put a halt on these, you know, paying out stimulus checks to people in federal prison. The guy on the terror watch list that's on the dole, all of those things. Let's start there. Let's start creeping back. Get relief for, for college graduates. Yeah. $10,000 for, you know, waitresses and truck drivers to buy college degrees for Ivy League grads like my opponent. That's something that we ought to stop. And then let's creep back from there. I mean, I'm look, I'm running for a two year term in Congress. If we secure the border, stop the, you know, just the printing and spending of money that Joe Biden is doing, keep us out of war with China, Russia, and Iran, then I would say that's a pretty good start to get going on. Pause right there. Okay. So, like one of your brown shoe guys over here, stop printing money, keep us out of foreign entanglements. Secure the border. Secure, secure the border. That's yeah. what I Let's want start to do. There. That's where I am as your congressman. Now, okay. Last last bit here. Because that's not what we're even talking about around here. Because it's talking points and the media is kind of shallow and bullshit. So they hit you on abortion. 
so abortion and General Motors. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll leave GM out for another time. Abortion, which the Supreme Court has just told everybody it's not a federal issue. It's got nothing to do. Made in China, piece of shit. Nothing to do with being a Congress uh, person, right? Okay, it's not a federal issue, but your opponent in the Democratic Party seat is a window. That's all they want to talk about. She was even on. Uh, what did what, what did we got there? We got uh, meet the press. Meet the okay, press. Is this an abortion clip? Yes. It all is. right. Let me put these. Put those on, bro. Let's have a quick listen to this. Would you like to see limits on third trimester abortions? Yeah, I mean, the, the ballot initiative that we have says that you can have the right to an abortion up to the point of viability. And then afterwards, it has to be because of the health of the mother deemed by a medical professional. So it's not abortion on demand. It's not through the ninth month. All these talking points that the Republicans are using because they know they're on their heels on this issue. Let me handle that one. Sure. That is misrepresentation of the facts, right? You heard what she said. This is up to viability and then the health of the mother. But let, let me read to you what we're going to be voting on. And I won't even get into sterilization of kids or parental notification or health care professional. That doesn't mean position like right. the law says right now. But here's what it says. Every individual from uh, pr proposal three enshrined in the state constitution as a matter of a constitutional amendment. Every individual right. has a fundamental right to reproductive freedom, which entails the right to make and effectuate decisions about all matters relating to pregnancy, including abortion care. Okay. An individual's right to reproductive freedom shall not be denied, burdened, or infringed upon by the state. Okay. Notwithstanding that clause above, the state may regulate abortion care after fetal viability. They may regulate it. It's not in here that it's regulated. There's nothing about a third trimester. It's wide open till something gets changed. However, the state can put in some caveats about fetal viability, provided that in no circumstance shall the state prohibit an abortion that in the judgment of an intending healthcare professional, doesn't say physician, is medically indicated, uh, indicated to protect the life or physical or mental health of the pregnant individual. What this says is it's wide open. The state can put in some clauses in terms of viability, but even if you have viability clauses, not when it's in the case of the life of the mother, the physical health of the mother, or the mental health, what depression. Yeah. What so what she's saying there is not true. It's not. And, and it also says that every state statute that conflicts with this is, is completely nullified. So it nullifies every single state statute that would conflict with this constitutional right to the uh, unlimited reproductive freedom, including abortion. Indeed. And, and it just, I mean, it is, says it there plain as day. And in fact, the group that is pr uh, putting this uh, amendment forward doesn't even include the language of the amendment on their website. You have to go to the opponents of the proposal website to go actually. Go to yes. Yes, or, or you can go to a, a non We'll be know, asking them, we've asked them to come on because, yeah. again, I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not like you. But look, having said that, having said that, you're a state senator. 
This really got nothing to do with Miss Slotkin, maybe at a personal level, but not in a uh, political level, right? And, and this is on the ballot for everybody in Michigan. It's right. not even a state legislative decision in this instance in what's going on in November. That will be a referendum by everybody. Everybody's a state senator on election day as it relates to this proposal. Now, you'll be, you know, uh, you're hoping you'll be a congressperson, but you may just have to go back and be a state senator next year. You know, you no, don't no. know. I can't. You can't? When, when is your term over? My term ends December 31st. I am choosing of this, year? of this year, and I am running for U.S. Congress. I'm not running for the state Senate. Uh, I'm I'm going to the U.S. Congress because we're on the wrong track. Uh, the country is failing, and we're on the wrong track. I'm going to Congress for that reason. I am not returning to the Michigan Senate. If you were, you would have power over this. Well, that's a hypothetical. Right. So let's do it. But <laughs> see, but you're pro-life. I am. No circumstances, Correct. No, I'm pro-life, including the life of the mother as it relates to their, you know, a threat to their, um, you know, life in that moment. Um, so you know, you're, you're, someone, for, you're for uh, aborting if it's a threat to the, to the, I, the woman's I life? I believe that life is valuable. And that life was a has simple me- question. Yes. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't want to make that decision. When it, when it for, comes to the life of the mother, you're not the doctor. But if there's right. a doctor and it's the life of the mother... Right. It's my position that life is to be protected and we only ought to take life when it presents a risk to another life. Okay, so you're saying like, yeah, in the life of the mother. Right. Okay, that's clear. And that's okay. That clarifies things. What about rape and incest? So again, I believe that life is to be protected. I can't imagine what that is like. You could just say yes, sir. Like, it's a personal view. I can't imagine what it's like to be in a circumstance, to be in an unwanted pregnancy, to face that hardship. I can't imagine what it's like to have that result from an act of violence. Um, I can't imagine what that feels like. That's why I've been somebody who's so supportive of crisis pregnancy centers that really but again, wrap again, their arms I, around I, I, women. I know, I know. I'm trying to nail you down here, though. You like, are. Like, yeah. for the life of the mother, you support being able to abort the pregnancy because it's going to kill the mother, right? But you're not in terms of rape and incest. So, again, I'm telling you that I believe that life is worth protecting and life is valuable and every life is important. Okay. And it tears at that fabric of that's what of you've life. always been. Yeah, you, you can te- say, me personally, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in aborting it. That's me personally. But you're a representative, not the king. Do, do you agree? Am I misrepresenting how you feel? I am... I, again, I am not someone who's in favor of abortion, you know, as a form of birth control or all these other, you know, scenarios that that represent the overwhelming majority of abortions that take place in our country and in our state. I am someone who believes that life is valuable and, and we ought to protect all life to the extent that we're able. There are certainly options that we have to help women in a truly crisis situation. Understood, understood. Those are the things that we ought to be seeking out. Now, here's the thing. I just want to finish with this. Okay. Alyssa Slotkin has been the foremost voice. Known as that? I do notice that. And I would tell her, you know, I have volunteered, my wife and I have volunteered at crisis pregnancy centers where they simply try and help women. Well, you women. really live this. I, I do. I do. Then, my then wife has I been can, through a I miscarriage. I can respect your point of view. I, I don't agree with it, but you live it. I do. And, and, and she accused me Life of, of the trying mother, to like, take okay, away. I'm with you. I'm with, like, you know. She tried to take away, you know, Alyssa Slotkin tried to accuse me of trying to prevent women from seeking care during a miscarriage. I mean, I've held my wife's hand at the hospital while she was having a miscarriage. That is 
insulting for her to suggest that that is my position. And yet that's what she goes out there and says. That's what her commercials say. You know, I have volunteered at crisis pregnancy centers. There has never once been a situation where a woman who's been helped by uh, a crisis pregnancy center, which are staffed by volunteers who simply want to help women in a time of true crisis with any needs they have, with no questions asked. And no one has ever come back to a crisis pregnancy center and said they regretted carrying their baby to term. I've never heard of that happening. I can't even, I can't even And then Slotkin tried to shut down crisis pregnancy centers, instructing Google and all these other big tech companies to silence them from even being an option that women could seek out. She wanted to strip them off the internet entirely. She wrote a letter to big tech demanding that they do that. I just ask you, forget her. Well, I mean, this is a two-way race, right? I know, but I you mean, know, she's not here, so she's not like, here. that would be great if she was, but I'm just asking you. And you know, position, I get a little emotional I know on her this. Pers- I know you do. And it's an important thing. And, watch you know, me. Watch me. I can tell now. I didn't know this about you. This is a big issue to you. You do feel this way. You believe in life. I do. Right? Yeah. And even, look, your uncle, whatever, like, there, there's something else to do with you. You can give it up for adoption. I can tell that. That doesn't, dude, you're not from outer space. You understand what I mean? A lot of us don't agree with it, but the job you're asking for doesn't. Yeah, right. And you will get your vote on this referendum and you will get your vote with your next legislator and your you next will support governor. support the laws the people decide. The laws that the people decide Even will be decided. Even being told what's in this thing because there's no body, there's nothing in there for me as, as dad to know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. No parental problem. consent, taxpayer funded, late term, all of these things that are mm-hmm. woven in here. And I'm mm-hmm. thankful that people have stepped up to educate they're, they're, voters they're on this. This is the current law. Right, right. This is like one extreme and the other extreme. And yeah. every, we're pretending they, this is the They current. won't even call it the mother. They say the pregnant person. Well, that's, that's how because woke if, they you, are. if you read, I'm going to find out if you read the language, it also talks about things like sterilization, right. which, which, males or whatever you know what i mean yeah, people men. transitioning right so that's also individuals that's it's sterilization other things um full reproductive freedom full reproductive freedom and it's the individual and i want to see something about minors so well, they say every individual they don't say no, individuals do. of I the know. age of consent 18 i'm or waiting over for them to sit else. here and explain it to me because right. my my liberal friends laugh at me and think I view life like you do, but I'm actually here. <laughs> You're like, I'm not crazy like Tom Barry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not crazy like Tom Barry. <laughs> and at least I live in my house. I'm registered I, to vote where I live. I, I'm registered to vote where I live. So, so let's see. We go like this Tom Barry. Tom Barry is pro-life. He is, he can see an abortion when it's the life of the mother is in danger. He is also anti-printing money, fiscally conservative. We got to find a way to live within our means, even though that means tightening belts. We got to tighten security at the Mexican border, the wall, and other things. I can, I can other policies. Put, I can put you in touch yeah. with people down there, yeah. get you up to speed. And the Ukraine, China, we're not into foreign entanglements. We're not war hawks. We're not war hawks. Thanks for being here, brother. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. Uh, back to you, Charlie. It's a great job, Charlie. <laughs> Top notch. It really was. Good job. It's interesting. Yeah. Like I said, now you know a little bit about him. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to you don't get to weasel around. No. Let's let's wrap it up here. Uh Hamtramck, I'll see you this Saturday. Can't wait to go to the last home game of the Detroit City Football Club. Made the playoffs. Gonna be great. Great to see you. Um 
Somebody want to pick me up and drop me off? That'd be nice. Because <laughs> I heard it's a scene. And uh, before we go to Hamtramck, we got a call here from California. I believe so. And put him through. Justin. What, what, what? Hey, Justin, yeah. what's going on? Hello, Charlie. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I'm a big fan of us since you've been on Tucker. I mean, I love your guys' podcast. Cool. And, um... My question is, um, what's the inflation uh, difference between from where you live in California? What's the big thing about that? What, well, what's the question? The difference in, of inflation between us and California? The inflation rate? Uh, you guys are paying a lot more for stuff in general. What's yeah. driving inflation? Well, yeah. no, I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure about that. I don't have the, the, the latest date in front of me, but I know in the Midwest, we have the highest inflation rate. I know I used to live in California. I know everything costs more there. But I'm not even well, quite sure it's pinching you like it's pinching us. Well, I mean, because it fucking sucks here. Dude, what's a gallon of gas going for out there? Uh, well, I have a buddy who lives in L.A. He said it's nine. Ooh. Where we pay, it's like uh, seven fifty. Where you at? Seven fifty. Uh, fucking Bakersfield uh, or some backwater? <laughs> where? Where you live? Inland Empire, California. Where? Turlock, California. Turlock? Yeah. Oh, that's oh yeah, that's nice over there, man. It's up in the hills, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it's like going towards Merced, Bakersfield. Oh yeah, I knew you were from Bakersfield, motherfucker. <laughs> Called it, yeah. Fucking dirt shit, fucking <laughs> Bakersfield. Well, seven, man, you know it, man. Seven fifty a gallon. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, you live in a house. Live in a tent? What's yeah. Up? Okay, so, like, what's, what's your power bill? It varies. Oh, okay, what's your power bill right now, last month? Like, 250? 250 uh, a month? What's your yeah. water bill? Because there's no water yeah. in Bakersfield. Yeah. What, 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 okay, how much you spend on meth every fucking week? <laughs> It's Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, oh yeah. No. I got you there, man. How I, much do you spend on your phone? Just a no. little taste. Because you need to spend more. Sweetness. <laughs> no. Need a new phone. All right, my man. Do me a favor. Okay, I, I got an assignment for you. What's your name? Justin. Justin. Just in time. All right, Justin. Yeah. Here's what I got for you. You live in Bakersfield. The House Minority Leader, um, McCarthy. Is his first name Kevin? Yes. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy, right? You know who he is? He's your congressman. Yes. I want you, I want you to go knock on his door for me. Go okay. knock on his door. Better yet, before you knock on his door, I want you to talk to his neighbor's gardeners. You understand okay. what I'm saying to you? Because I, I talked to his neighbor's gardener before. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, Kevin McCarthy got no fucking balls. We need some immigration reform, dude. We need to get people legal. Yeah, like, know. You know where you live. We need to get people legal. All the people that you know doing all that work who can't even go home when their mother dies. You know what I'm saying? We can get them, we can get them legalized, paying taxes. Right? You don't get yeah. full citizenship rights, but you get to be here and you get to come out of the shadows. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where you live, bro. 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's a green card. We can give them a blue card. You come here, blue card means you, you work on the farm. We got shit for you to do. We want you to pay taxes. Your children are American citizens. We're all about that, at least on this program. So you go knock on your congressman's door and tell him to get fucking busy. All right? I will. All right, brother. Good to talk to you. And with that, we're out of here. See you, Bakersfield.